Hi everyone, um, my name is Matt. I'm one of the business relationship managers at Equilor. Today I'm here with Lucy. Hi, I'm Lucy Batten and I'm a solicitor with Equilor. And we're recording um, another, another podcast in our series today discussing insufficient lease term and how this may impact on equity release. So just to start things off, um, what's the minimum term that a lender require to accept an equity lease application? Well, Matt, this does vary from lender to lender, and it's usually calculated by reference to the age of the client at the time that they take out their equity release mortgage. Okay. So if my client has a lease term that is likely to be insufficient for a lender, what should I discuss with them in the initial stages? So the client will need to contact their landlord to ask whether they will agree to either extend their lease or sell the client the freehold interest. So if the client purchases the freehold interest, that negates the need then for a lease term. Okay, so you've mentioned uh, extending the lease or purchasing the, the freehold. Would you be able to just explain a little bit more about what those two mean? Yeah, of course, I'll break that down. So the client can either extend their current lease term, and this is called a lease extension. The mechanism for this will be a new lease document that will be entered into by the client and their landlord, and in some cases, the management company. This document will grant a new term of years to the client so that the lease lasts longer. Or they may be able to purchase the superior legal interest in the property. This is often called the freehold interest. And essentially, if the client purchases the freehold, they become their own landlord and so the lease term is then irrelevant. So the client would then own the superior legal title, the freehold. Okay. So how would the client know which one to choose? The options available to the client are mainly dictated by the property type. The client can explore their options with the landlord. Where both options are available to the client, they may wish to obtain a quote from the landlord for both a new lease term and purchase of the freehold interest. The client themselves may have a preference as to which they would like to do, but it might be that the difference in price ultimately sways their decision. So generally I would expect that purchasing the freehold interest could cost the client more than if they were simply to extend their current lease term. Okay, so a couple of factors there that may, may influence the client's decision. Um, does the client need to complete their lease extension or freehold purchase before the equity release can proceed? No, we can undertake both transactions at the same time. The benefit of this is that the client can then use the equity release monies to fund the lease extension or freehold purchase transaction. So, for example, the price they've agreed to pay to their landlord for that additional interest, that money can come from the equity release because technically both transactions will complete on the same day. Excellent. So Equilor can, can handle, handle both parts of the, the process? Yeah, we can do it all. What if a client has already got a solicitor acting in the lease extension or freehold purchase? We can liaise with those solicitors to, again, synchronise the transactions. So the solicitors could continue with their legal work in either the lease extension or the freehold purchase and we would undertake the work required in the equity release and try and bring everything together at the end. However, if the client does wish to complete their lease extension or freehold purchase before proceeding with the equity release, we must remember that the equity release work cannot commence until the earlier transaction has been registered at the land registry. And I guess this may take some time if we're waiting on the land registry to update their records? Yes, it can do. The application to register the new lease term or the ownership of the freehold is submitted to the land registry after completion of the transaction. The queue for these transactions uh, to be registered at the land registry is approximately four months at present. The title records at the land registry will need to be updated to record the new ownership or the changes to the lease.
Wow, so using a, another solicitor to complete the freehold purchase or leasehold extension could delay the client's equity release by up to four months? Yes, it's a significant delay. Uh, that's the queue at the land registry for the registration of those types of transactions. Um, how about other transactions? So can a lease extension or freehold purchase be synchronised with other elements of equity release like registering title deeds? Yes, so ultimately if we can undertake the work in each separate transaction, in theory we can synchronise them and bring them all together. And how about timeframes? I'm guessing it will take a lot longer for the equity release to complete if there's a lease extension or freehold purchase happening at the same time? Yes, exactly. As there are two separate transactions for us to work on, there is of course a lot more work to do. But the main issue that can lead to delays is the fact that we'll be liaising with at least one other party, so the landlord or their solicitors, and turnaround times therefore are bound to increase. Further, whilst we action all of our paperwork promptly, we can't control the action time skills of other parties. So we do often experience delays, for example, if the landlord's solicitors don't provide us with the information that we require for, say, two, three weeks at a time. Mm, I can see how that's frustrating. Uh, moving on to the lender, the equity release lender, what additional requirements are they likely to have compared to a straightforward equity release application? So in most cases, the lender solicitors will want to look at the new lease document, the original lease and the title deeds. They'll then raise any inquiries that they have on this part of the transaction and we then have to deal with those inquiries, sometimes with recourse to the landlord solicitors. The lender ultimately will not set completion of the equity release or the lease extension or freehold purchase until they're happy with all of the documents and the title position. Okay. Now, as Equilor will be completing more uh, legal work, I'm assuming the client's costs are going to be higher. Have you got any idea roughly of what they may be? Yes, so we do charge an additional fee of £750 plus VAT for our work in undertaking the conveyancing work for the lease extension. There are other costs involved, though, that the client will want to be aware of. And what might they be? So during the quoting process with the landlord, where the client negotiates their new lease term or the purchase of the freehold, they might charge the client an administrative or valuation fee for their costs in assessing this purchase price. I would estimate that these are usually in the region of, say, 200 to 500 pounds. Bear in mind as well, we talked about registering the new lease term or the purchase of the freehold at the land registry. So there will be an additional land registry disbursement for that that's usually in the region of £200. Also, the client will have to pay the landlord's legal fees and these are usually payable up front. The landlord will want to ensure that they're not out of pocket for commissioning their solicitors mm. and asking them to prepare the new documents. So. In a lot of cases, we do have to ask the client to pay these landlords legal fees, uh, which can be in the region of £1,500, and often they have to be paid before the landlord will release any of the draft documents. Okay. So it's really, really important the clients have some, some budget within the equity release deal to allow for additional legal costs. Yes, it is. And those costs that I've just uh, taken you through there are common in every case. Additionally, in some cases, the landlord might also charge for provision of the information that the lender will require. So information, for example, about the running of a building where there's a block of flats or service charge or ground rent. And that could be a couple of hundred pounds as well. So there can be quite a few disbursements that the client will need to be prepared to pay if they want to proceed. Mm. So that's adding up to sort of approximately two to three thousand pounds worth of additional fees. 
yes, it can do. But it does vary in every case. Sometimes they're less, sometimes they're more, uh, sometimes they're not all payable. But we'll take the client through that step by step. Great, excellent. Okay, so let's go back a few steps. Um, what should the client do about contacting their landlord in the initial stages? So we do need the client to contact their landlord as soon as possible. Ultimately, no solicitor is going to be able to uh, progress the lease extension or freehold purchase until they have the draft documents from the landlord's solicitors. So the client will need to obtain a quote from the landlord and formally accept this so that the landlord can instruct their solicitors then to release the draft documentation to us. Okay. That sounds like quite a lot of information. Will that take a while to come through to the client? It can do. It does largely depend on how well the landlord cooperates with the client, which is why we do ask the client to take these steps as soon as possible. You can think of it as being akin to purchasing a new property, insofar as you can't instruct your conveyancer to undertake the legal work on your purchase until the formal offer and acceptance part of the process has been completed with the seller, often via estate agents on purchase cases. Both parties then instruct the solicitor to commence the legal work. It's the same process essentially for a lease extension or freehold purchase. Great. And there's no, no point in getting Equilor involved or even probably applying to any of the lenders until, until that part of the process has been started? I mean, it can depend really on uh, what the client's choice would be in that regard. I would say it's definitely important to manage the client's expectation that if you do instruct us and uh, apply for a mortgage for them, that they are fully aware that no one will be able to proceed with the application until they've agreed the lease extension or freehold purchase with their landlord. If they're happy for you to instruct us anyway, but well aware that the file will remain on hold until they've done that, then of course you can do so. Okay, excellent. Now, I've heard of a statutory lease extension. Um, what does this mean? So this means that rather than negotiating a price for the lease extension with the landlord or to purchase the freehold, the client can invoke a procedure under the Leasehold Reform Act. This procedure is set out in legislation and contains provisions for papers being served within specific time limits, for example. In some circumstances, a statutory lease extension may be more advantageous depending on what the landlord is offering in the negotiation process. But if the landlord won't negotiate at all, then the client may have no other option than to force the landlord to sell them a lease extension via the statutory process. They are a very complex area of law and we always advise that the client seek specialist advice from a property lawyer, specialising in these types of applications if they're considering using this process or if their landlord is not willing to negotiate with them. Okay, so some, in some instances clients just won't have any other option, that they'll need to, to go down the statutory route? Yes, if the landlord won't enter into any negotiations with them. Okay, now can um, Equilor advise on statutory lease extensions? No, our specialism is equity release. That being said, we do have conveyances within our team who will undertake the work required in a lease extension or purchase of freehold, so long as it proceeds by way of negotiation. Now, I've heard of a client's owning their freehold under the guise of a management company. How does this look? So we would usually deal with another director at the company or the company secretary as being the landlord, i.e. the other party in the transaction. If the client owns the freehold jointly with another person in the building, we would ask that other party to act in the landlord's capacity in our transaction. So in essence, the client cannot sell themselves a legal interest and nor can they grant themselves a new lease term 
but we will normally try and find a way around this by involving other parties that are entitled to act as the landlord. Okay, just to summarise on a few points we've made earlier, what information should advisors be looking to provide Equilor with if they feel there is a potential insufficient lease term? So straight away we want to make sure that we're communicating with the client effectively. It helps us to know whether the client is aware that they'll need a lease extension or need to purchase their freehold, and if so, whether they have taken any steps to discuss an offer with the landlord. If the client doesn't have an offer in place, we can still accept the instruction, as I've said, but we will need to put the file on hold until we're contacted by the landlord's legal team with copies of the paperwork we need to progress. So I think at the beginning it's very much a question of communication, making sure that the client is aware of that stage of the process and making sure that we have the full information that we need to communicate with the client effectively as to next steps. Excellent. And do Equal do lots of these types of applications? Yes, we do a lot of lease extensions and freehold purchases. Great, thank you for that today, Lucy. Very, very interesting. Um, a couple of points that I uh, feel are, are important to summarise. Um, firstly, being that clients need to initially talk to their landlord. Um, they need to obtain an offer. And then once that's happened, it's probably a good idea to get Equilor involved to do the rest. Yes, that sounds like you've got it to me. I think once we have that initial information and we have the documents that we need to progress, we can take care of the rest and we'll guide the client through the rest of the process. Excellent. I hope you've all found that useful today. Um, don't forget to check out our other podcasts that are available in the series. They're all available to listen to now.